for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it Tony how are you buddy I'm doing good how are you my friend doing pretty good sorry about that had a couple little things I had to had to do but I'm back I'm ready life happens <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and we are your hosts, Nathan and Tony. And Tony, tell me about your day, man. Oh, officially, this should be, I mean, it, we should be like on our eighth or tenth or something, but as this is going to come out, this is going to be episode number seven. Sweet, man. That's a couple of hiccups in the beginning. Yeah, we just couldn't get the audio done, and it's too bad, dude, because I, I listened to those episodes, and like, we had some interesting fucking conversations. There's just, I'm not smart enough to know how to salvage them. Maybe somebody else is, but. Uh, I think that if we continue to talk about this, we'll just continue to hit those same themes up. And Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, our podcast is interestingly, like it's dated in a way, like where we can't necessarily i don't know who's going to go back and listen to us talk about like the current events besides when it's happening because they're like i already fucking heard that but who knows well that's just the way it is with podcasts now there's so many of them to go back i mean just so much media to consume it's true and we have to convince people that our uh what we have to say is interesting enough to listen to so that's our challenge yeah, and I've heard some, I got some good feedback from some people I turned on to it, so. Um, nice. So. Yeah, which, I got a buddy that's been, I think, well, maybe our only other listener, and uh, <laughs> he likes it. He thinks that, uh, I don't know if he's down to do like a two-hour marathon, because that's what we do, and maybe later we can like, we could probably break him into two, but I don't mind having big, long I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll there's a lot of ways out. we can go with this, for sure. Uh, all right, homie. What's going on, man? Well, I broke down some kidneys today, so that's fun. I haven't well, done that before, so I got you to thank for that. Pig kidneys. Okay, not your kidneys. You're still healthy. I'm still healthy, yes, yes. Awesome. Eating those kidneys, actually, that's going to make you more healthy. Those are some healthy pigs. Matt, I'm going to try to eat as much organ meat as I can. I feel like that's one of my goals this year, just to eat more organ meat. It's incredibly good for you, dude. I mean, especially if you're staying away from, like, CAFO, kind of, you know what I'm talking about? Like, Yeah. If you're staying away from the fucking giant factory farm animals that are, like, the animals are actually healthy, their organs and their bones, like the gelatin in their bones, all that shit, incredibly good for you. The offals. Yeah, the liver, the kidneys, the hearts, the sweetbreads, all the nasty little bits that most people don't even that don't fuck with, man. And that's that's the most nutritionally dense part. Yeah, it's interesting that we've gotten away from that as a culture. And the more accultured we become, we don't want to eat the most nutritious part of our food. Just like throw that away. Like, no. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's weird, man, because like our whole culture is just about, it's all about the carbs. Um, and it's interesting because like the carbs, like your body 
is made, I guess, to, well, it depends what school of thought you come from, but your body naturally absorbs carbohydrates and just takes it in as energy. It like converts it to sugar so that it can burn it quick. And, but you're supposed to have like a slow burn with it, right? So like you would get a carbohydrate as far as like rice or wheat or something like that, but you'd also have the hull and the bran and all this stuff, like the different parts of the wheat that like you would eat with it and what we've done is we've just like it's called the endosperm it's like just the white uh it's basically just pure starch so like that's what we do to the rice we like take we completely dehusk it and take off all anything nutritional about it and or that's what we also do to the wheat and so we just get this like the white little powdery starch and blend that and that's how you get flour and so like we take anything that is good about wheat or, you know, or any type of grain and we get rid of it. Yeah. It's fucking bizarre. We, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like we get used to food taste in a certain way and yeah. Well, the food that we eat is not recognizable to our bodies in any sort of way. I mean, it is now just in the modern sense, but like, that's why so many people are getting fucking diabetes because like your body was used to like, you know, finding some carbohydrates when like you'd find a patch of berries, you know what I mean? And then you'd be like, Oh shit. And then you'd eat some berries or if you fought off some fucking bees and you found some honey, but it was supposed to be occasional. And even our, even our vegetables and fruits we've modified and, if you looked at a banana a hundred years ago, if you looked at apples 200 years ago, they don't look anything like corn doesn't look anything like what we have today. We've just manipulated our food so much that like it's unrecognizable. Well, yeah, and you would get season. So you'd get apple season or blueberry season where like you could eat all the blueberries you wanted to, but that was for two, three days. Then you ran out. Maybe yeah, it was a special. Dude, as Americans, we want to get watermelon in January. You know what I mean? And we're just like, yeah, I can go to Winco and get strawberries all year round. Yeah, that's like shit. Flavorless, you know, like monstrosity that was grown under a fucking, you know, like weird light filled with pesticides and like, you know, it's just gross shit. Yeah, if I could get people to stop eating tomatoes in winter, I feel like I've done something. <laughs> Is this your Italian calling? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it, I get both sides of it. Like, I'm very pro-human, and I like to see that humans can thrive. I want, you know, it's kind of nice that, like, the poorest among us can go to Winco and pick up a pack of fucking pork chops for six bucks. You know, oh, to yeah. me, that's fucking awesome. It would be great if we could do that in a more sustainable, healthy way. But, you know, I, I see both sides. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, um, like, I get that. And I'm, I don't want anyone to stop. I just think that, like, eating blueberries and giving up that in February, that's not going to stop anyone. They're not good. It's, there's a little bit of give and take on both sides of that, though, for sure. 
you sound like a fucking anti-American communist to me, Tony. Sort of. So actually, I gotta, that leads me to my first question for you. My only question. Okay. Really. How do you feel about virtual nations? Virtual nations. I don't like nations, but talk to me about virtual nations. Maybe I'll like that. Okay, so I saw a commercial on the YouTube where they were talking about you can buy a square foot of land in Scotland. And the reason why you would do this is because being a landowner in Scotland makes you a lord or a lady, depending on your gender. And I don't think okay. they've really gone much further than that. But um, but you could be a lord or a lady. So it's a pretty gimmicky thing. But I was also thinking, well, if you buy a foot of land in any country, then you're a landowner in that country. Do you get citizenship? And at that point, you get to shop around for what citizenship you have because that gives you a little bit of buying power into what nation that you have, even if you don't like the concept of it. And then they're competing over you. Yeah. Yeah. All of this is fabulous. Or I don't know if it's fabulous. It's much better than what we have now. Uh, It's just when one country starts losing super hard because they can't compete with, you know, let's say Scotland is the place to be that's when they're going to put up walls and it's going to be like Berlin wall status. Like those weren't to keep people out. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) but it's, I mean, there's a kind of point where I feel like something like this can be done on the down low for a little bit. And then of course, like enough people will do it and they'll be cracked down upon. But I was also thinking of if you're a landowner, I think you'd actually have to like own your property outright. But then you could sell a bunch of plots of land to people around the world. Like, okay, like you could sell like a hundred one foot plots of land, which no one will ever visit for like a thousand dollars. So they have citizenship. Uh, like, that's pretty fucking neat, man. I think it's cool. I'm pretty sure I am a landowner in Scotland because uh, I used to drink a lot of Lafroy. Uh, yeah. This. Uh, this really awesome scotch and you can do that. You can buy a little piece of Lafroy. So you have like a, a piece of the Island of, Is- of I'm probably going to mispronounce it. Islay, I think, or Islay. I don't know, whatever the fuck it is. The one with that makes all the really nice smoky peaty scotches. Okay. So, okay, so I like- have some Scottish citizenship, man, or however that works. Yeah. Like, I gotta look into this a little bit more because I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than this. But I think that this is a really good way of subverting nation. Because like my thing is like okay, like we're Americans because like we're in this landmass, and obviously like we're in Oregon. Like people are regional. Like you're gonna organize with the people around you. So you're not gonna come up with like if you come up with virtual nation from people around the world. Like you're not gonna try to organize a local school from people around the world. But, like, just the idea of, like, we're getting extorted for taxes and whatnot. And also, like, business licenses. Like, maybe you have to, maybe you can do something in one country without a license and you'd rather not have to deal with that. So you get citizenship in that country and it's easy to get a license. And maybe I wanted citizenship in another country because of tax reasons for some reason. And... Like, I... we don't... It sounds fun, man. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit who you pay taxes to, right? Like, and I like the idea of decoupling Them. a nation from a government. The mafia that you owe it to. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like do you really care what bureaucracy you feed? No. Well, I don't, but they do. They're like, fuck you, pay me. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll come down with guns eventually, but this could be a little bit of an underground thing, I think, for a while. I like it, man. It sounds like fun. It also sounds like a fun way to end up in prison. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, it also sounds like a good money make adventure for a minute. Like uh, there is a gentleman I watched like a little short documentary on this guy who uh, basically nobody had like laid claim to the moon. So then he's like, OK, it's mine and I'm going to start selling pieces of the moon. And so he like went through the U.N. and went through like all these like different. So like. Uh, every time the UN gets together, he's there too. Like he he shows up, and uh, he's just been selling selling off chunks of the moon to people, and people are spending I think a thousand bucks, and you get like a square by square mile. Like a, he will show you, and he documents the coordinates, and you can buy a piece of the moon right now. And I think he's made like ten million dollars. So how why, why does the UN claim that they own the moon? I think the UN claims they own everything. I I don't know how it works. I mean, I'd have to watch the documentary again, but it okay. it was interesting. And uh, was the guy a little eccentric? Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he no. was skeptical. <laughs> I mean, the man. Uh, if nothing else, dude, that's a fucking sweet hustle. That's a great hustle. Yeah, he's made he's made over a million dollars just fucking signing people deeds to you now own this piece of property you can never see, touch, or feel. But if there's something discovered, there's some kind of trace mineral or something like that where we actually mine that. I mean, see, that's what Homie's banking on because he's he says that he owns all these one areas where the, where he thinks at least or scientists think that uh where all the source of water is on the moon and so like he has that's his property and so he's banking on they'll need that when they get there when they start mining and start doing all this stuff and yeah you want the beachfront property on the moon yeah and he's got dibs yeah don't be a sucker and go for like you know whatever desert area there is. Yeah, <laughs> That's I mean, a tr- I wonder how much his property rights are going to be worth when like China says we're taking this. <laughs> uh, probably not nothing. He'll be he'll be probably uh, not much. Yeah, he'll be buried on the moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. That documentary will be scrubbed. No one will ever have heard of that. <laughs> I, there must be tens of thousands of people that have deeds. Yeah, I'm a little bit skeptical on that just because I feel like if they discovered anything of significance, they're going to bully you into basically. Oh, giving... I think it's complete horseshit. I, I mean, what do they do to you now? You know what I mean? If you If they find oil or diamonds on your property, it's theirs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you find, or like, what the hell, what am I talking about when they just take your shit? Oh, eminent domain? Yeah, eminent domain. They're just like, that's ours now. Oh, we have to give you a fair market price for it. So they, like, give you, I don't know, $10,000 for your house. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're just like, it's ours now. 
Yeah, and then there's also the idea that I'm not going to build a rocket ship. I have no, I have no way of getting to the moon. I mean, like, even like if you're going by the old traditional property, like, like if we're going to like, you know, property norms or whatever. If like we're talking about like lock-in property rights, like you haven't homesteaded anything on that land, you haven't done anything to make it your own, you know. So, does it? just claiming it's yours does it uh and then you also have to find the rightful owner and can that guy be the rightful owner to sell you that property you know like so i'm pretty sure it'll fall through but in the meantime that guy is fucking raking it in so good for him yeah he's in a very good position (laughs) can you turn the moon into like a nft and sell it that way dude See now, see you're the fucking genius. What are we doing, man? Let's start selling the NFT. Let's start selling NFTs to Mars. What the fuck are we doing, Tony? Let's make some fucking money. That's where the money is, dude. Mars, fucking a. Why not? Did he did he go through the process of going by and trying to figure out how they claim Mars? Nah, probably. I I'm gonna have to. Okay, I gotta do some research. We're gonna both have to watch this documentary. We're gonna start selling. Uh, okay, so we'll release this episode after we've done research, so nobody steals our idea in the meantime. <laughs> well, and uh, we're gonna have to come up with the virtual nation, so we get tax revenues. Mm-hmm. We we become the state we hate. <laughs> yes. Well, it's good on the other side. <laughs> oh yeah, the state's killing it, dude. If you could just say, "I own this." This piece of this piece of paper says I can do what I want. Now pay me or I'll kill you. Dude, they're killing it. It's a fucking great gig. <laughs> it's the best scheme ever. Government is the best scheme that has ever been invented ever. Yeah, I mean if you can pull it off, I, mean, I think the trick is you have to get money for a military. But then you need the military to raise the money, so you got like a chicken and egg thing going on. But if you can figure out that nut, then it's oh, dude. After that, you just have to make them think that they are serving themselves. Like that's the best thing about like democracy. It's like we are the government. You know what I mean? And then you put your identity in this. You know what I mean? They're like vote like your life matters, and all this fucking horseshit. Yeah, yeah, they try to get you to vote. They try to get you to participate. Dude, I mean, if you've ever, like, if you've ever read any of this, like, old, like, political theory, like, why monarchies failed, it's because there's one fucking king, and if shit's not going good, you can point at him, and you can just, like, take him down. In a democracy, in our, like, democratic republic, whatever the fuck this is, if something's not going good... We we get to choose our next ruler every four years. Now we're only allowed to choose between Coke and Pepsi, but we can choose. Oh, Pepsi's been doing a shitty job. Okay, now we're choosing Coke, and then they do that for maybe eight years, and then we're like, oh no, he's doing a shitty job. And in the meantime, they're just raping us and stealing all our shit. Yeah. And then it, they make us feel like our vote matters. We get a say, and and we get to do change. And meanwhile, we like maybe steer the ship an inch to the left or an inch to the right, 
but we're still going straight towards the fucking iceberg. Well, and it takes away so much energy that could go into actually improving people's lives in any other way. Dude, a hundred fucking percent. And it's why I'm against political uh, politics in general. It fucking, it's, yes, it's an energy suck and it's a mind fuck. I think of that with charities. Like, there are so many people who have some kind of goodwill to, for the world, whatever it is. And they just get enmeshed in trying to figure out a way to do that in this official thing. So they go to school for this very specific thing to go to some government agency that is just, it broke. I won't even say broken. It just, it's designed to fail. And it takes that person's energy and they spend their whole life feeding this thing that is designed to fail. And if they just did something on their own, like it would probably be a lot smaller than what they're being sold, but it would be real. And so many people are, would make some kind of small contribution to make the world a better place. Yeah. Well, if so many people would just take, first of all, take personal responsibilities in their own life. Um, but the government has done such a good job in telling you that somebody else is fucking you over while it's really them that's fucking you over. Like, that's the whole idea of identity politics in a nutshell. Black people, you're not, you're never going to be able to like progress because of white people. White people, you're never going to be able to do this because black people are doing this, you know? So they get us divided and fighting amongst ourselves when really we shouldn't be even looking at ourselves as groups. Like, Tony, you're a white man and I'm a Latinx, you know? So we have to, you're a straight white male. So I have to hate you because you're part of this fucking system that's trying to hold me down and oppress me. You know, this kind of horseshit when we should be looking at each other as individuals and we should be taking care and make taking responsibility in our own lives and taking back that autonomy, taking back who we are, taking back the fucking wheel to our own ship. You know what I mean? The steering wheel back in our own lives. And in that way, first of all, there would be a lot less need for charity because people would be taking the power back and really taking care of themselves. But the people that would slip through the cracks, that's the other part of it. We need to be taking responsibility of the people around us and our family and our community. And like, I I was, I mean, I think about this a lot. Okay. So I'm going to go in a philosophical thing about the church real fast. Theoretically, the, the Christian church the Christians that were part of the kingdom of Christ were supposed to, first of all, put Christ first. Secondly, we were supposed to take care of each other. We were supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we were supposed to treat our neighbor like they were Christ. Like he says, like if a beggar comes and knocks at your door, that could be me. You know, like you're supposed to treat that person with compassion and love. And what we've done is like, so like in a way we've allowed the government to take that because that I feel that the Christian church has, has really dropped its mantle, what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to be the charity. We were supposed to take care of the widows. We were supposed to take care of the orphans. We were supposed to take care of the hungry, the needy, the poor. We were supposed to like not pay taxes to a state, first of all. And we wouldn't have had to, if we had have done this, you know, correctly, we were supposed to give, a chunk it was a, it's supposed to be 10 percent of our money we were supposed to give that to the church and it was supposed to be uh 
given to the church so that we could take care of each other. And it was supposed to be like a coffers that we could use that could be, uh, I mean, in the, in the best way, it should be all completely transparent. So everybody can see the books. Everybody can see what the money's spent on. Everybody can agree to everything, but then you're supposed to take care of your community. That is, and so that scares the fuck out of Americans when you start talking like that. They go, you sound like a socialist. You sound like a communist. You sound like a collectivist. And I'm like, uh, maybe, but it's a voluntary situation. So if you consider yourself a voluntarist, if you consider yourself a libertarian, you shouldn't have a problem with what we're doing. And in fact, if you consider yourself a Christian, you shouldn't have a problem with this. You should be obligated to participate in this because this is what the god has told us to do so that's my little rant about uh about charity charity is supposed to be it's supposed to be voluntary first of all like there's nothing charitable about the government doing it in a welfare state and being complete you know like having a gun pointed at you and taking your money and then given to somebody else while they stick most of it in their pocket and then use the rest to drop bombs on people yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there's a couple of things. I mean, number one, I feel like just being in Portland, there's a lot of destitution. There's a lot of people strung out and in bad situations. And you can just see that they're not getting the help, even though we have a lot of agencies that are designed to help. Well, they're not designed to help people, but that's the framing of how they're um, proposed to us. Um. And I think there is a desire for a lot of people to do not for everyone. Like some people could just basically go off into their own world and not give a shit about other people. But I think a lot of people want to help people out. It feels good. And I think that a lot of people get fed up with that because they get stuck in systems that don't really help people. And you don't want to do that. But if you- Yeah. And you see so many times somebody that like, well, okay, I'm talking about the church again. You see somebody that's that, comes and they calls themselves a christian and then they either like embezzle money or they cheat on their wives or they fucking touch a kid or something and so then it like poisons the well but like it should be an actual small community thing like the way like how i would like to envision it is something where like again everything is transparent and it doesn't even necessarily have to be like uh monetary how we help you it can be like this is our community and if somebody needs a fence built well guess what all the young men on a saturday get together and they go to this old man's house and they help him build a fence somebody needs a barn somebody needs help like with you know with some food you know and we all like it would be it would actually be a community of people that care about each other yeah, and I think that that would actually just transcend even a Christian ideology because I feel like be, there could be a lot of different groups that could just be like, hey, like this is our service that we're giving back. And I think that yes. a, lot of pe- a lot of people would be attracted to that because I feel like there's a desire to like do something of meaning in life. And it, it's, it's really hard to do a lot of times. Like, cause you yeah, know, these, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to volunteer for something that's just bullshit, but. Well, there's more and more of them that are popping up, man. They're called intentional communities. And they're fucking cool, dude. Like, where, like, four families, like, put all their money together and buy a huge property that they couldn't afford by themselves. And then they have some farmland 
and they, you know, like a couple of the guys work, you know, like the dudes, you know, some of them work so that they can like still pay the bills and pay the mortgage and stuff. And then the rest of the people sort of chip in and like grow crops and like take care of the community and like uh, set up a homeschooling for all the kids that are on the property and set up, you know, like, and set up little small businesses, like, like whatever, you know, slang and whatever you can like and they just have this little intentional small community where everybody works together shares everything you know they they get together and have a big meal like all you know i'm gonna sound sexist but like the wives get together you know and make a big meal for everybody but it could be a men too like i'm a chef so i would you know i'd be one of the guys making the food too so try not to sound sexist um but you know what I'm saying? And I think that's cool as fuck. I am super on board for that. Uh, I, I think why a lot of them, like some of them are completely secular. Some of them are like, and actually a lot of them are leftists that are like super like atheists, but uh, which I'm also fine with. Uh, I think why some people want uh, it to be religious because there's a lot of like Catholic or there's a lot of like Christian, like, like Orthodox communities like that is because they don't necessarily, they want to live a certain way and live by a certain, like, uh, dude, I mean, they don't want WAP and they don't want little Nas X getting butt fucked by Satan in their kids ears and shit. And so it's almost like a covenant community where they're like, we don't show our kids WAP and little Nas X getting butt fucked by Satan. I bring that up a lot. <laughs> it's a go-to. It is a go-to. Yeah, uh, it makes me sound more and more like a boomer every time <laughs> I reference it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always hot to like when you criticize in pop culture not to sound like the old fogey. Um, it is like designed to subvert people's um, morality or whatever. I don't know. It's I, I was so kind of tying that in with a little bit of the virtual nation thing. I was also thinking that there's a bunch, like, pe- people who want to build virtual nations are always trying to build them up from scratch, but there's already these communities, like religious communities um, or, like, other affiliations that are already established. And I thought, like, it would be a cool thing to, like, if you could start, like, a nation, like, just consensual, like, you choose to be there, and as long as it adheres to the non-aggression principle, which, like, pretty much it's like we don't use violence to get our way like that's all that means which in your personal life most people abide by like you probably don't use violence to get your way with <laughs> stuff well so, you know, keep t- sorry keep going well, just if you could get these people connected and it doesn't matter if someone's christian jewish atheist muslim hindu new age whatever none of the above like as long as like, cause all it is is basically like a, a loose confederacy, basically saying like, we can trade with each other, or we can do these things, and we're going to empower ourselves. And we're not really like co-mingling with each other. We're not like, we're not necessarily well, see, hanging out. But optimally, that's exactly what I want. See, and I can give you an example of of something that's that's working that way right now. Look at the Amish. Look at the Orthodox, like, look at, like, the Hasids, like, the Hasidic Jews in New York. Like, those guys run and op- operate their own businesses. They have their own communities. 
They have their own churches. They're tied together. They have a strong knit community. And see, I think that's what keeps them. That's why they're able to do what they do. And that's how they're able to resist the state. Like when the state tried to shut them down, they're like, yeah, okay. uh Uh-huh. That's cute. Fuck you. And they were still having parties and dancing and like, and the state would come in and try to crack them down. And they're like, uh, okay. And then as soon as they'd leave, they'd have a big fucking, you know, bar mitzvah again and not give a shit. Like you, I think in a weird way, you have to have some sort of, uh, homogeneity of at least culture to tie you together. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be race. It doesn't maybe necessarily have to be religion, but there has to be a shared culture in a weird way. And so I, or what you were saying is that like maybe the Hasids are over here, the Amish are over here, uh, the voluntarists are over here that like are like are more atheistic, and these guys are over here, whatever it is, and we all just have agreements where like we'll let you the Hasids believe and say and do whatever the fuck they want over here. We're gonna let the Amish do whatever the fuck they want over here. We're gonna let like the more libertine guys over here that want to have like prostitutes and gambling over here. And then we're going to have the more conservative, like paleo libertarians over here that just want to like, you know, I don't know, have a stick up their ass and, and do whatever they want to do. I don't care. And, and, but we all have agreements at least to have like trade and peaceful interactions to an extent where we just, Oh, sorry. I mean, cut you off. Oh, no, no, no. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that you do need the homogeneity of an inner group, but then there's no reason not to trade with each other. There's no, there's no reason to have violence without, without a groups because, I mean, I think back in the day, a lot of it was just um, communication problems. And now we, I mean, maybe I'm being overly optimistic with that, but trade seems like a better way to get your needs met and conquer and warfare. Yeah, especially if you're the one who has to do the fighting. Like, if you declare war and then you have to go out there and fight, like, I don't want to do that. Like, we just rather just, like, find some other... Maybe we don't even hang out. Maybe we maybe we don't like each other at all. We think that we, each other is crazy, but, like, you can still do your thing, and if there's someone in our tribe who's still trading with someone in your tribe, that's fine, you know? it's. Well, I can give you an example right now. Uh, yeah. Like, in our Christian anarchist like community that we have online there's a big divide between people that are like i mean and even between them there's probably big divides but like there's a big divide at least between people that are catholic orthodox and anglican and basically every other kind of christian and then and then between them there's also like there's the mormons over there and then there's the calvinists over here there's the Quakers over there. There's and then there's like the Seventh Day Adventist guys over there, and like we all believe all kinds of different shit. But we all, but under the banner, we all follow. There is no king but Christ. We're all Christ followers. We all put Him first in His, you know, His teachings. And then besides that, we believe that there is no earthly ruler that comes before Him. And so there is no ruler. There's no king but Christ. And so the state is, means nothing to us. And so in that way, we could, we tease each other all the time. Like, uh, like there's one guy that I tease a little bit 
um, really smart, really good uh, anarchist, but he's like on the Anglican side and like I'll tease him because Catholics and Orthodox and I think Anglicans still think that when you do the communion, you're lit, it, as soon as that juice touches your lips, it turns into blood. And as soon as you pick up that cracker and you stick it in your mouth, it literally becomes Jesus's flesh. Catholics now, do. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Now, Protestants like myself, we think that this, you know, we're going through a ritual and we're, we're, we're eating this as a representation of like, I know this cracker is just a cracker, but I'm eating this in remembrance of and a representation of the blood and the body that was broken on the cross for my sins. <laughs> Did some big car pass you right now? Yeah, wait one minute. <laughs> no worries, man. Okay, so uh, anyway, so I made some fucking meme about like, and I threw it out on the anarcho-Christian fucking shit where I say something like, oh, uh, cannibalism is disgusting and horrible. And then I make like the sheepish looking person and I wrote like Roman Catholics because they're fucking cannibals. I mean, their own admission, they're fucking cannibals if it's what they believe, you know, or I'll, you know, I tease them. But like, so there is actual division between us all, but we all get along. We all love each other. We all like we all hate the state, and so it's it's this fun community. I'm actually one of the guys. Uh, he's an he's an Orthodox guy. He's coming to uh, the Spring Awakenings Festival. Oh, cool! I'm really excited to meet him. Like we've only been talking online. He lives up in Washington, and so he's going to come down and meet us. Uh, and yeah, a couple of guys, a couple of the uh, anarcho Christian guys are going to are going to meet me there, which is really nice. neat. Nice. So yeah, introduce there's gonna be a lot of people. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be cool. My wife is coming. Sweet. <sighs> All right, sorry, off on a tangent there. <laughs> no, it's a good one, and I think that that's like the natural progression of how things um, move out. Like you got your, your core group, your family, whatever. Where like okay, like that's your core group, and then you move out into like your <laughs> your homogenous community which is one of the things that we don't have as a culture. And I feel like this is a major source of crisis for us right now is that there's nothing to bring us together. Like what thing that actually like holds us together. And then, then get like little people who kind of believe what we believe, but kind of a little different. They're fine. And then you get people who are completely different and that's fine too. You just, you have to kind of like just accept that like you just have very different versions of what it's you so think is important. As funny, long as everyone man. is cool and non-aggressive. Yeah. And volunteering. I I just I find it so funny how human nature is tribal, dude. We look for what do we have in common with this guy? And so in and in a way, the state encourages this. The state wants us to be tribal. So they want us to pick a side. They want us to be like this. And then at the same time, they want to sow division between the tribes. So, and I'm talking about like it, your tribe right now, you're tribal and you don't even know it. And like, we're tribal. It's like, 
have you ever met a guy that loves the fucking uh, like Dallas Cowboys and sit him down with somebody likes the Steelers or the fucking Oakland Raiders? Well, that's they're going to yell at each other. Well, it's a good way to vent that tribal energy because then they get to talk shit. And if they're like halfway sane, they kind of realize it's just football. But yeah, you know, they're going to yell and they're going to talk shit and then they're going to have a beer and then they're going to keep talking shit. And, you know, and but it's just it's funny to me how how uh, prone human nature is to tribalism. Like we want to have we want to be part of a community. Well, and that's why. That's where identity politics comes in, because you take kids who are stripped of any kind of identity, and then you give them this bullshit identity. Not, not that it's like bullshit, but it's like something that's really it's you know, fabricated by the state. So like, okay, you are Mexican, but no, you're really Latinx, which is just, that's not a real thing. But what does that mean? But you're going to so... hold on to it with everything you have. <sighs> I don't know. Was it like you're just bonded by like your oppression by the white man or something? Well, that's exactly what it is, Tony. It like to me, like I've described it before, but the woke ideology to me, it's fucking it's white supremacy. First of all. And second of all, it, what it is, is it's like cultural uh, imperialism. It's white elitist jargon that they're trying to shove down your throat. So they co-opt you. So first of all, they try, first of all, I'm not even Latino, okay? What is the what the fuck is a Latino? I was an indigenous person that my ancestors were raped and fucking murdered and conquered by some Spaniards that then I get called a Latino. Right? So that was the first one. That was the first indigenous fucking <laughs> label that they put on me. You're Spanish. You're a spick. You're a Latino. Well, You're well, a fucking indigenous. Like it just means like like it's such a broad term. It's like there's like I was tribe from this area, right? I was a tribal person, native to Mexico and native to uh, North America. I have a lot of Indian and his, for lack of a better term, I was going to say Hispanic, but native Mexican, indigenous. Okay, tribes in me. So first of all, the the label Hispanic or Latino, that's that's cultural imperialism. Like my my people didn't speak Spanish. They do now because they were forced to by like at gunpoint. They were like you you accept Jesus and and speak Spanish or I'm going to put a bullet in your head. <laughs> right? That's what the Catholic Church and the and the Spanish crown did to the Hispanics. So they fucking embraced it. Now they're Latino. And now there's this new cultural imperialism that's happening in the in the Mexican community and in the Spanish and whatever Latino community. They're telling them, no, now you can't be gendered. No, now you're Latinx. You're not Latino or Latina. You're Latinx. And also you're part of this oppressed class. You're part of this and you like they're they're telling you what you have to be and if you say no if you say no i'm actually this then they say oh you're just a white you're just like a, a white supremacist nazi you're this and that and the other so they're it's it's not at gunpoint but it's cultural like they're trying to homogenize this latinx culture and what they're really trying to do is they're trying to make them the same as white liberals as black liberals as like you know what i mean and they're trying to they're like in a way they're letting you 
be your own culture, kind of, but you have to adhere to all this ideology and all this, like, fucking bullshit. To me, it's just more a different kind, a different flavor of white supremacist, imperialist, like, cultural imperialism. Yeah, like, they're um, you black if you don't vote for Joe Biden. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, no. How about fuck you? Yeah, they're definitely trying to get like the same type of personality into as many different variations on bodies as per- as possible. It's really interesting that they use the word um, internalized, um, like internalized misogyny, internalized yeah, racism. Yeah, Yeah, internalized racism. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And it's like they're describing what they're doing. They want you to internalize these racist ideas to say like you are oppressed. You're somehow like like they never really get into like well how come white people are able to oppress everyone around the world. How come men can oppress women? There must be some kind of inherent like better there must be something inherently better about these groups of people that can oppress the oppressors, right? Oh, we don't want to ask those (laughs) questions, right? But that's like the natural like that's a natural um, trajectory of this ideology. So it's like if you really believe this stuff then you have to be a white supremacist because you have to believe that like people can traumatize people and people can oppress people and it can never be the other way around. And the only difference is if someone's skin color or someone's fucking <clears throat> gender. And it's like, don't you see what you're doing? Like, how can you not see this? But I can't, I guess I can't use logic because that's a white man's tool or some bullshit. Dude, I, I, we should read that one of these days. There was some, anyways, uh, I'll just say what I was going to say really fast. It, to me, it is, it's a wolf that dress themselves as a sheep. You know what I mean? And they're just, it, it's absolutely insane. It, because what are they? If What do they tell me? If, if I don't agree with them, what are they doing to me? They really are oppressing me. And, you know, so it really is. It, who And who is it that's, like, enforcing this? It's, like, white college graduate, like, loudmouth women. It's, like, just a bunch of fucking naggy fucking white elitist rich girls that like demand your supplication and so to me it's just another form of fucking white supremacy well and okay to not to get like too sexist because but I think okay that... but who all oh sorry but uh, just say real fast uh it who is it that's saving the black person who is it that's saving the latinx person who is it that's saving you it's another white savior like it yeah. is it's more white supremacy uh, like we're so evil, so we're the only ones that can save you. We'll save you, minority. We'll save you, Latinx. We'll save you, black person. We'll save you, Asian. We'll save you. Like it's more fucking white supremacy. Them taking that role, them being the white knight, that white savior. You're just you're just fucking putting on a different like label. You're a fucking white supremacist. Fuck off. I don't like the real white supremacist, and I don't like your fucking different flavor of white supremacy how about go fuck yourself okay yeah i'm sorry now, now go back to what you're saying about you don't want to be too sexist but well, i think that women are better at networking than men are just on average not to say like that's always true but <clears throat> women like that tends to be something that they're really good at compared to men and they get marketed so much of this stuff because they are better at putting it out into the world. 
you know, so it, it does like it does feel like it's coming down from a lot of women. And I think that a lot of them are just basically getting hit with so much misinformation. And especially if you're a little bit like if you don't know how the Internet works, if you don't know how like echo chambers form, if you don't have a good understanding of how we develop biases in our brain and good practices for like weeding out those biases. And this is stuff that we really didn't need to have to any really significant degree like 20 years ago like yeah like they're always probably really good to be aware of like oh i'm forming this bias and let me just go check this against like some people who believe something else but if you didn't do that you probably wouldn't go too off course because you were within a community if you got two wacky people would call you out on your shit so right now like you can find people no matter what wacky belief you have you can find so many other people who believe this and then you get a bunch of people who are really good at networking this shit. A lot of these people happen to be women, but there's definitely men involved. And yeah, and <clears throat> it's just it's interesting how people are being used. Like, like, in the, like, like as much as like we're all told like we're the same and there's no differences in gender. It's like, well, the people who are sending these signals down to the masses to control people. They're sending them in a very certain way to maximize their own power. Like, they're not playing this game. Uh, yeah, it's it's horseshit, man. Uh, I'm calling it now. There's I've, I've been watching a little bit of this. Have you heard any of the... Let's see here. It was some Democratic debate. I'm going to try to pull it up. Where they were talking about they were talking about uh, Mother's Day, but they kept referring like we're go- you're not going to be able to say women and you're not going to be able to say mother anymore. This is now going to become. Sorry, can I'm you sorry, hear me again? Yeah, uh, I'm calling this now. We're we're watching this. This is absurd to hear right now. But in woke ideology, you are not going to be able to call women women for much longer and you're not going to be able to call mothers mothers for much longer in the PC world I'm trying to look up what they call them now Uh, let's see here it was like birth givers or something like that (laughs) because not everybody that gives birth is a woman don't you know Uh, I'm finding out yeah yeah like I don't care but why do you have to change words like that's the thing to me it's like if if there happens to be somebody that doesn't consider themselves a woman that gives birth and they call themselves a man and they give birth and they're a homie of mine i'm not going to call them a woman cuz they're my homie i have fucking transgender friends i don't i don't misgender them you know what i'm saying but why do you have to change the fucking entire why do you have to change reality for well because because then we don't have language to communicate with each other yes if you can take that, away and that's it language, you can control them if words <sighs> don't mean anything then what good are they they're just fucking mouth noises or words mean everything but i can change them tomorrow and then they mean everything that i say right now and then i can change it again and then it means <laughs> it's it's just it's it's Words are a weapon. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to worry about writing laws if I can just control the dictionary. Well, okay. Uh, who is that dummy? She's not a dummy. I'm sure she's very smart. Uh, the lady that be, who was the last person they made a uh, court justice? What what was her name? Amy Coney Barrett. Yes. Okay. When who's that crazy lady that was talking to her? Uh, Maisie Hirono. She's a senator from uh, Hawaii, and she's sitting there asking her questions. And then Amy Coney Barrett made some reference to sexual preference like that you're like that's fine you know like i don't judge anybody by their sexual preference and then then Maisie hirono in real time looked at her and just said that is an offensive term because what you're saying is that homosexuals choose to be homosexual you just said that 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 is a sexual preference and that it's not you're not born that way and that you know like she like turned it into this thing instead of her saying like I, it doesn't matter. I don't care who chooses to be gay or whatever. Like that wasn't an offensive thing, but Mason Rono said that. And then at that fucking second in real time online, Webster's changed the definition to meet what Maisie Hirono said so that it would be offensive. Well, if why that's would- not 1984 shit, I don't know what is. That is definitely 1984 shit. First of all, why would it be offensive if it is your preference? If you decide to be gay, if you're just like, well, I'm going to fucking lie. I was like, born this way, Tony. I was well, born this way. Yeah, like, like, first of all. <laughs> you might so, be, but. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care either. Yeah. Way. Like, okay, like, that's an interesting hobby to take up, but that like you got to do that. And also, like, the whole nature nurture debate, like, it goes back and forth with everything. So it's like, why do you like doing the things you do with anything? There's always this nature nurture thing. And like, there's a tug of war between those two extremes. And it's always somewhere in the middle. We just don't know where it is. So why would mm-hmm. being gay be any di- I mean, I get like, we're a little bit hardwired sexually. So like, I get that. Um, Like whatever happens, happens probably pretty early on before we're aware of stuff. But, and I don't think like you can, I don't know. I guess like some people work on conversion therapies to become straight. I don't know whether anyone tries to convert to be gay or not, but um, that's but, like, funny. Yeah, think, like like it's just not offensive to me if like it doesn't matter if someone chooses it or the dude it's 100%, to me. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Go for it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like it just doesn't matter. Like why why does that make it offensive? Like if I just don't care one way or the other, like I. Like, cause that means, like, okay, well, if because silence born, is violence. Well, here's silence. So, if you're born with like a murderous rage and you just want to fucking kill everyone, but you're born that way and that's just not a nature, then, then, like, that's okay. Like, no. But like, if you want to consensually have sex with someone, then as long as they're down with it, that is fine. Yes. <laughs> what I was gonna say is. So, okay, this is very sad, and this is very true, uh, especially in the Portland area. I didn't even know this shit existed until my wife told me about it. Like, there, I, I knew, because I grew up in a Christian community that, anyways, I won't get into it as far as, like, but they would pr- try to pray the gay away, okay? So if somebody in the community, if their kid was gay, everybody would pray for that person that the homosexuality would go away. 
right? And so that was something that I grew up with and I thought was normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, But what I didn't know is that there was darker shit out there than that. Like, I literally thought everyone was just praying for the gay to go away. And, like, as far as I know, like, being gay was being demon-possessed. And, like, there was just a demon that infected you, and now you wanted to suck dicks. So I was like, okay, we'll pray that that uh, cock-sucking demon goes away. And then he'll want to eat pussies like God intended. You know, so this was my brainwashing as a kid. Okay. (laughs) But, dude... They actually electrocuted. They were like, they were fucking taking these poor homosexual kids that grew up in fundamentalist Christian households, and they were like, "Do you like cock? Yes. Do you like cock? Yes. You know, like they were like fucking electrocuting these. They were like shocking their genitals and shit. I was like, when I heard this, I was like, who did this?" Let's burn that fucking church to the ground. I was like, I was like, let's crucify the pastor. Well, that's <laughs> gonna be like the horrible that, thing I'd ever. Poor dude's not gonna be able to get a hot iron without fucking getting electrocuted now. Yeah, <laughs> but I was just thinking when you were saying that, I don't think anybody tries to go the other way. I, in my head, there was like an SNL skit of like, of like people trying to turn their kids gay. Like we pray the gay to stay. <laughs> like. Look at this penis. Does this excite you? No. <laughs> you know, in five years. In five years. And that's what it's going to be. Look at that cock again. Doesn't it look yummy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fucked up sense of humor. I'm sorry, everyone listening to this. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny, man. That's... Uh... <laughs> I'm sure no one will be offended. Yeah, nobody or everybody. Very mature age where people can take a joke and be adults about it. Yeah, they definitely won't come and try to slit my throat. Yeah, not uh, at all. <laughs> Anyways, gays, I love you, and uh, I don't know who else I offended, but I love you too. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. It is all good. It is so fucking. Yeah, it's just, like, they're just basically using people, though. Like, this idea that, like, first of all, like, if you are, like, are you really offended by that? Like, you're just talking. You're trying to fucking get the Supreme Court gig. I mean, you're probably nervous. You're probably, like, just, like, you got a million things to worry about, and this is what it comes down to, like, this one word. See, that's the whole thing, man. It's you want to take them at their fucking word but it's not true they're not really offended it's fucking bullshit like and again to back to fucking elitist woke white women that spent too much time in college spent too much money and now they're in debt and so they're bought sold and paid for in this weird fucking ideology and not all of them, and there's also some men that do it too, but that's who I see the most vocal and mean online are these fucking woke women. Always white. Uh, it's... <sighs> they're assholes, and it, they're full of shit, and it's cynical, and it's a power trip. It's these people, they get a chance to be angry and they get their opportunity to cancel. They get this opportunity to manufacture what they feel is justified anger. Like, this is righteous wrath. 
and I can attack it, and I'm being a warrior for truth and goodness. Yeah, and- the self-righteousness thing, uh, it's just a way of deflecting any ownership of your anger, which is, like, it, it's fine to be angry. Like, I'm angry about a lot of shit, too, but it's just me, and I can't just like I can't just demonize everyone who disagrees with me. I saw I was... this meme. Okay, no, tell me. Sorry. No, you go, man. You go. I was just saying. I saw this meme where it was like a white guy says racist joke to a black guy. Black guy laughs. Says that's funny. Then it says white woman behind him. I'm offended. <laughs> and that's that's the truth. Like if like I, it's just funny as shit. Like. Dude, who's the most politically incorrect per- people that you know? Like, people that I grew up with were black dudes. Those guys were saying the most fucked up, funny fucking things. And they were saying it about everybody. And they didn't give a shit. And, and if I fucking threw one back at them, they would fucking laugh and call me a spick. You know what I mean? And we'd have a fucking laugh. And it's, it's ne- the people that are offended, that are angry... It's always liberal white women. I'll give you another example. I, I love comedy. Like, I, I love to go see comedy. And there's a comedian that I love. His name is Luis J. Gomez. Uh, Puerto Rican guy. Fucking funny. Really raunchy. You know what I mean? He's pushing that. He's pushing it hard. And he was making some joke. He came out to Portland, which was probably a mistake. And he was making some jokes about, like, liberal fucking, like, fat, lesbian, queer, retards. or something. Like, it's something terrible, right? And, like, every everyone in the entire place was laughing because, like, if you're a comedian, you're not just saying, like, ew, fat, gross. Like, you point out you point out the hypocrisy. You point out the absurdity. You point out, like, of everybody. You know what I mean? And you get everybody in the room equally offended. And you get them equally on board. And you get everybody to laugh because, dude, what are we? We're humans. And we take ourselves too seriously sometimes. And sometimes we just have to fucking laugh. We have to be like, yeah, you're right. Like this, that, and the other. And it's just, it's funny. And in the middle of the comedy show, one person got up and got angry and started yelling and and haggling and had this whole thing. And then he had to like, he had to point her out and talk to a woke white woman. She was the only one offended and she was offended for whatever fucking group he was talking about, you know? <laughs> You know what I mean? And nobody else was like the person in that, you know, whatever subcategory that was, was laughing their ass off. I can't imagine just standing up and heckling someone on stage like that. It's such a like, even if someone was just saying some vile shit, like just disgusting, like let's kill people. I would just leave. I would just be like, okay, like I'm done here. I'm going to leave and go somewhere else. But I, 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 I mean, I totally get to, like, if something is just, like, not for you, like, I get that, dude. Like, I, there's some comedy to me that it actually pushes too far. Like, I like raunchy comedy, but some of that shit, I'm just like, ah, this shit's too much for me. Like, I, it's funny, but it's just not my flavor, and I'm not going to go watch it, right? But I can, I can listen to it and acknowledge it and just sort of like, huh, and... I can leave and just know that somebody else enjoys that. That's somebody else's, like, they love that. And that's okay. You know, they're... (laughs) Yeah, laughter is so important. We need to, like, we need to laugh because, I mean, I 
it's gonna sound crazy, but I think that you just expel like demonic spirits when you laugh. Like you just something about whatever <laughs> it is, like whatever, like you're having some kind of mini seizure in your brain. I don't know what laughter is, but like if you're having a laugh, if you're laughing and it's real, where you're not in control of your body, your body is just doing this other thing for like five seconds and then you come back to it. That is so crucial to who we are. And if you don't do that, there's you develop some kind of mental illness. And I think that a lot of what, like the woke stuff, it's very anti-comedy, anti-laughter. It's very it anti-human. Is. And it's fake. And see, see what I was going to say is like, to me, laughter is one of the most human things that there is. Laughter is, it's, uh, it's involuntary. If it's real, like you find something funny in the moment and you laugh your ass off. Like something absurd happens or you're embarrassed or whatever it is, whatever, whatever caused that reaction, it's real. And you're fucking in the moment and you're laughing. You're, you're laughing your ass off. Like there's nothing funnier than when you're not supposed to be laughing. Like if you're in the middle of church, I'll give you a fucking funny example. Okay. My mother is one of the most shy people in the world. She's just fucking shy. And she can't fucking, like, she'll get to know somebody and be herself. But, like, she's quiet and she doesn't, like, you know what I mean? She doesn't, she tries her hardest not to stick out. My sister, on the other hand, is like me, a loudmouth, obnoxious asshole. Okay? My sister, this is when she was, like, 15 or something. She fucking rips a giant fart in the middle of church when it's quiet, everybody's praying. And my sister just looks at my mom and goes, mom. And, and like that moment, my mother is like in the most embarrassed moment of her life. And everybody starts laughing. Like that's involuntary. You're not, you know, it's just, there's something pure and funny and amazing about that. And every time that story gets told, I laugh, my sister fucking dies. My mother's face turns red and she's angry. Like, there's something pure and beautiful about that. And, and also what I was going to say is that like, you can tell when somebody's faking it. Like when you hear somebody's laugh that's put on, like when you hear Kamala Harris, when Kamala Harris goes, <laughs> after she says something fucking retarded, you're like, what is wrong with that person? Like you can tell that she's plastic, that she's fake. It's a put on like, like, are you a human? Are you actually a person? Right. And then what you were saying about the left, it's you're right. They try and like it's not all the left, but it is this woke progressive left. We need to find a word that pinpoints that. It's this woke nonsense. Because I have leftists that are leftists and they still fucking laugh. I have liberals that are just kind of stupid and they fucking laugh. But it's just anyways. But you're fucking right, dude. Like I was like watching some Jimmy Kimmel and I'm sitting there, I'm like and everybody's like, you can hear the fake laughs that they put. Like you're watching it, and they're like, ah oh, ha 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 ha. They 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 put on the laugh track, and then you see like this like moron next to you go, oh ha 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 ha. That was funny part. And you're like, what what was fucking funny about that? He's just like ideology, woke bullshit, propaganda. And people go, ha 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 ha. That was funny. And you that was not fucking funny. None of you are actually laughing. What the no, fuck? No, it's is horrible. This? What are we doing? It's, 
No, like that whole genre of late night comedy. And I don't know whether it's always been that bad, but no, it's just getting worse. Like I feel like Stephen Colbert. Like watching him, I'm like that person is gonna fucking kill themselves on stage <laughs> or whatever. Like he is so depressed. I think Jimmy Kimmel's the worst. I think Jimmy, dude, he used to be on the Man Show. He used to actually be funny. He used to be fucking edgy and used to have like. Now you're watching him, and he feels like I'm like, are you, are you dying inside? Or is there anything left of you? Are you okay? What ha- yeah. Like, what do they have on you? <laughs> yeah, they got something on him or something. I don't know, but because That's yeah, wild. Like, the man show was great back in the day. It was just fun and stupid. It wasn't. It wasn't serious. Like, like it was just this really dumb show that you would watch people being jackasses. I mean, it was so fucking stupid, and it was absurd on purpose. Like, there was literally girls in bikinis jumping on trampolines while they're drinking oversized beers. Like, it was on purpose. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, and it was meant to be ridiculous. Like, this is a caricature of a dumb, stupid asshole. And here's some dumb floozies. And like, and, but like, it was actually funny because like everybody knew they were being fucking assholes. I, I don't know how to explain it, but like, it was actually funny at one point. Yeah, there's a whole job. They were taking that. risks. That's what's funny. There has to be like, there has to be a, a part of whatever. To be funny, you have to be taking a fucking risk. You have to be doing something that's edgy. You have to be pushing the fucking envelope. You have to be doing something that's actually edgy. That's like making people go almost offended. Like you're actually like hurting someone's feelings. Like, dude, do you, okay, I'm going to get canceled for talking about Louis CK, but dude, watch Louis CK, try to find it. Cause it's basically been scrubbed off the internet, but look for, I, I'm pretty sure it was chewed up. Was it that? I'm pretty sure it was Louis C.K. chewed up. Uh, that was that comedy special that he did. And in the first 30 minutes, he's, okay, he's as white, straight, and male as they come, right? There's fucking Louis C.K. He's actually Mexican, but people don't know that because he's like, his skin is fucking milky white and he has red hair, right? So in the first fucking 30 minutes, he uses his mind to convince you that it's okay for him to say the n-word to say the f-word for gay people and to say cunt so and he goes through this case and by the end of it he's like you (laughs) f-word n-word bag like he's just dropping them like crazy but everyone everyone is laughing their fucking ass off because like to me, that's edgy and fucking risque and ridiculous, and you can't say that shit. You're not well, allowed to. Whole... Do that. But like, if you're fucking genius, you can fucking do that. You can take that risk. You can make everyone in the audience lose their fucking mind and piss themselves laughing. Well, you have to take the logic in a new direction. You have to say something new. You have to get someone to think about something in a different way, and that's why you laugh. You're like. Oh, I'm thinking of this. Like, I'm, oh, you just exposed me thinking it's in a box. And I can be thinking outside over here somewhere. And then you get to do different things. And, like, you realize, like, hey, these are just birds and we can get over this. Dude, to me, this is where we're. He had to be sacrificed. 
I'm sorry. I was going to say he had to be sacrificed because, dude, he was loved by the left. He was loved by the liberals. He was loved by the conservatives. He was like this universal, this man is fucking funny. You know what I, I mean? Had a, was I had goddamn hilarious. Were you jerking off or what? No, no, no one was jerking off. Um, so in my dream, they had a bunch of old Louis C.K. footage just from like 20 years ago that they just kind of stripped together into a film. And then he would like superimpose himself now, kind of like a Roger Rabbit style, where he was just talking shit to his younger self. Like, that <laughs> Dude, that's a brilliant hilarious. He should do that. I don't think he has enough footage from them from like twenty years ago. I mean, who? But like someone now coming up now, if you're thinking ahead, you could definitely do that. Dude, Louis C.K. was so fucking funny. Like, if you go back, like listening to his old bits with like Patrice O'Neill, and like, dude, like Louis C.K. to me is one of the funniest people that ever fucking lived. He was a goddamn genius, dude. Do you know that he wrote his show Louis? He wrote every fucking episode. He was, dude, the guy is a goddamn comedy fucking genius. Yeah, and just, <sighs> and like, yeah, it's sad. It's sad what happened to him. And Basically, what just, did he do? Well, and again, like, people talk about, like, kink shaming people, and, like, really, that, like. There you go. Where's the fucking hypocrisy in that? Don't kink shame. Don't fuck it. Yeah. What did he do? What did he do? He asked people, can I masturbate in front of you? Is it creepy? Yeah. Is it gross? Yeah. Is it anybody else's fucking business? There were several people that said no. And you know what he did? He said, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I, I Just forget, you know. I'm sorry about that. I, I'm weird. I, I apologize. He didn't yeah. pull his dick out and start jerking off in front of him. Like he wasn't he wasn't Harvey Weinstein, is what I'm saying. He wasn't fucking Bill Cosby. He wasn't you know what I'm saying? Like, what did he do? He was just a sick fuck. And you know what? He told you he was a sick fuck. He wasn't well, hiding I- that he was a sick fuck. Also, if you watch this comedy routine, there's a lot of times he's jerking off like on stage too. Dude, I I specifically think about this one episode of his show, which was fucking genius, and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It's like it was this like a uh, Christian girl, very attractive, like Christian woman that was like, he, so on his show he was himself, right? And there was this girl that was like uh, a caricature of like a Christian, right? And this girl was like preaching against masturbation because it's raping yourself and because it's evil and because like, you know, the immorality of masturbation. And so it was all this, like, anyways. So he's on like a late night show and they're both like, they're both on the late night show together and they they have this interaction and she basically like calls him out and just says like, what a sad, lonely existence you have. You have to, you know, you, you basically just have to, like, when you're all by yourself and no one else cares about you and you just feel like shit and you just masturbate just to make yourself feel better. And 
and then like and he's just like god damn it you know what i mean you see him hurt and he, and he just looks at her and says i'm gonna go home right now and i'm gonna masturbate to you and there's nothing you can do about it <laughs> and it's like dude it's this funny fucking like it's the funniest thing i would ever heard in my life like and like that show doesn't hold up now because it makes him look so fucking bad like knowing what we know now it's just like ugh. like the end of that episode is him like jacking off to her or something like sick you know what i mean like well what's uh, actually like like what is in pop culture that's actually funny right now i feel like there's just a lack of, like that is something that we're desperately missing. Like, if you're 12, like, what, what are you watching? Right what is something that we all share? Like, there's weird little anomalies here or there that actually cross cultural gaps because, like, like myself, I'm a propagandist. I'm a meme maker. That's my job. Like, I literally make memes for a living. I do other things, too. But that's part of my job. And so I look for cultural something that we all have in common that we can all laugh at because like I make memes and ads for like more than just like political stuff. I like, I make memes for restaurants and like for a guy that wants to sell insurance and for a guy that wants to do this and that. And I have to make something edgy, funny, kind of clean that everyone like your grandma can look at it. Like your mom that's on Facebook can look at it and go, Oh, that's funny. You know what I mean? Like, but there's not a lot of those things anymore. We don't share a culture anymore. Like the last few things that are like culturally relevant that are like big are like stupid things like, uh, like Cobra Kai, like the Tiger King. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to, yeah. look, you have to wait for these dumb, weird things that don't like exist anymore. Like when Bernie Sanders sat weird you remember with his like leg up like this, and he was sitting there with his fucking with, with his mittens. mittens off. Yeah, like that was a big one. Like you know, like but there's not a lot. We don't share much anymore. Yeah, so yeah, divided. we really don't. We used to have like like Lost was a fucking thing. Do you remember that? Everybody would watch Lost together. When lot when the fa- when the finale happened, like the world turned off for a minute and watched Lost. To, like I think the last thing that everybody had in common: liberals, conservatives, gay, straight, Latinx, black, assholes, Nazis. Everybody had together was probably Game of Thrones. Like everybody liked Game of Thrones, and then nobody liked how it ended. Maybe what, what do we uh, yeah. have that's in common anymore? Nothing. Well, and that's we can't kind even of the, fucking agree on sports. Well, I mean, it's kind of the job of Hollywood, or it's been like that job is to basically just give us all something that we have in common. That if you go to a party, go like where you could just t- strike up a conversation with someone about something that no one really gives a shit about. So it's not gonna be like politically charged. It's just gonna be but, you know. What's like, water what cooler talk anymore? Too? Like, what is water cooler talk anymore? I don't think it's like, allowed. Like, you don't have like, well, there is. It's like, what is uh, what's in that three by five card now? It's like, I swear to God, like, I started talking to somebody that, like, I knew peripherally that we had like a good relationship, you know what I mean? But like, we're not best friends. 
And we said, I was like, Hey, how are you? You know, that sort of conversation. And they're like, Hey, did you get the vax yet? No, actually I didn't. And I'm trying to think of a cultural like way to say like, cause I know this person on a professional level. So I'm not going to be like, actually go fuck yourself. And I'm not ever going to take that back. You stupid asshole. You know? So like, I have to think of like, uh, how do I say this in a nice way? Uh, I was like, no, uh, and you know, and everybody's allowed to get it now. So you now I I don't even have the because like what I said was like, no, I you know I'm still just I want to make sure that there's enough for like older people and people that like you know that are health and compromised, immunocompromised that they they get it first. So I'm gonna make sure you know, but that is such a cop out answer because like literally any 16 year old can go get a fucking fake weird experiment and they get shove it in your arm right now yeah that is like that's like the <laughs> lack of our common conversation fodder and it's also it, they're definitely like hunting you down for information like it's not just and a as, soon question. as soon as i said no they went like this and they moved back seven eight inches <laughs> yeah i was like it, oh we were just fucking right next to each other now you have to move back because i haven't got my fucking shot it's so weird. I guess. Tony, I lost you. Can you hear me? I have that work too because it's. All right, Tony, Tony, Tony. What are the kind of medical situations come up at work? Like, we're not allowed to talk about anything. I missed you, buddy. You you went out for a minute. Uh, I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's such a weird conversation to have at work. <laughs> Dude. <sighs> Dude, I. I'm going to be real with the audience for a second and yourself. Like I'm taking risks, man. Like I'm having a kid right now. My wife is pregnant. She's having a, she's going to have a baby in October. Uh, We are buying a house really fucking soon. Like we just had the inspections. Uh, There's a couple things that they're either going to have to fix or we're going to walk, but most likely they're going to fix because let's say that we don't buy it they're going to have to fucking fix it for the next people. So, you know, long story short, these people are probably going to have to fix it and they're going to do it. So we're probably going to buy this fucking house and a house that is, we're trying to figure out how we're going to afford. And I'm a hundred thousand goddamn fucking percent sure that Oregon is going to be one of those shitty states that says we're going to have a fucking vaccine passport. Because Oregon does every shitty fucked up thing that New York and California and Washington does. Yeah. So what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to sign on a dotted line, sign my life away for a 30-year fucking mortgage for a house that I can barely afford. And then I'm going to what? Lose my fucking job? What the fuck am I going to do, man? (laughs) This is such fucking bullshit. I'm excellent at what I do. I fucking do a fabulous fucking job, but I might lose it because I don't want to fucking get an experiment in my body. Yeah. Yeah, For a dude. fucking virus that you have a 99.9% fucking chance of surviving. Go fuck yourself. And if you supposedly take that piece of shit, you have a 90% like effect. What is the word that I'm looking for? It's supposed to protect you 90%. So why do you need me to do it? Just fuck off. 
Yeah, because it's about control. It is. And I won't spread my butthole for him. I'm sorry. I have kids to raise. I have a wife. And you know what? I think that you're probably going to fuck yourself up. And I don't want to take your experiment. Yeah, it's... It's, dude, it's terrifying, man. Like, it's it can really get overwhelming. Like, the surrealness of this. Like, the idea that there are so many people who are just okay with this, and they're, like, they're not looking at, like, wh- why am I taking this? Like, like, how experimental is this? You're just assuming that this is good. Um, and, yeah, like, I'm sure, like, Portland's, or, like, Oregon's gonna have fucking vaccine passports. It's just such a fucking... Dumb idea. I'm so sure, dude. Like, and, and, I do think you're even talking about like this is a possible uh, reality. Like, like, like there should be some crazy like, no, dude. Like, you're fucking paranoid. Lay off the pot. Whatever you do, and like, get some sleep. Like, conversation. But it's not. This is a real. But it's not conversation. No, IBM is working with the federal government right now. Getting well, they're used to tracking people, right? That's how they got their start. Yeah, they are, dude. They're the ones that automated the Holocaust. Yeah. They fucking got, they got fucking re- rewards from the fucking Third Reich, from Hitler. They fucking won awards. And now we just look at IBM and we're like, oh, yeah, you can still participate in society. But we're going to call somebody that disagrees with whatever narrative. That person's a Nazi. But IBM, we're not going to cancel them. We're actually going to use them to fucking institute the next Holocaust. Well, they did a good job last time. Why wouldn't, like, you know, if you have a job and someone does a good job and then you've got that job again you're like i'm gonna call these people up what happened to the actual nazis like the stupid nazis those are the ones who were the scapegoats the stupid nazis that couldn't like do anything for us we're like okay well you you're gonna get hung and tried what happened to the rest of them oh you're fucking smart oh you had some oh you did some real fucked up things you you know what you should work for us project goddamn paperclip why the fuck do we have nasa why did how did we even? How did we have enough technology to even pretend that we went to the moon? The fucking Nazis. Yeah. No, it's scary, man. Especially with the technology that we have now, with the way we're able to surveil each other, the way that we're able to track data. I can track your whole fucking history, your, everything that you ever typed into a computer. That's traceable. That's evidence against you. And when not looking at this stuff, like. We're not looking at the implications of all of this. We're just like, oh, the people in power will just <clears throat> they certainly will not abuse their power at all. Like, imagine if Stalin had this fucking level of technology or like Hitler had the ability to track people's data. You know, like, imagine the damage they would have done. They did all of that with fucking 1930s technology. What was IBM doing in the fucking 60, 70 years ago? They've advanced a lot technologically, and now we're fucking dealing with this shit. So it's, I don't know. I, yeah, that's why it's fucked, like, man. Yeah, yeah. Good luck to you too, man. It's rough. <laughs> I mean, I also think about things like uh, the type of people. These poor fucks are so brainwashed, Tony. Like, I'm trying to find the I'm trying to find the article right now. Let me see here. I think it was on Tuesday or Monday. I'm looking through show notes 
Uh, but they started. Uh, they're trying right now. If you listen to Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci is saying by the end of the year, all kids, all kids are going to have to take this vaccine. So currently, as it stands, if you're 16 and older, you've had this emergency whatever the fuck they call it. What is that? The emergency authorization to take yes. this. Okay. They don't have FDA. They don't have FDA clearance. It's not like actually, you know, whatever. But if you're under 16, they don't recommend it yet, but they're doing the testing right now, right? This fucking second they're doing human trials. I mean, one could say, every idiot that's taking one of those vaccines right now is part of the human trials, but you know, that's a different story. They are definitely doing human trials. It's yeah. Because when you go take a vaccine, like for the most part, people don't even know which one they get in, but that's certainly being tracked. They're probably different. They probably have very different fucking mechanisms and they're trying to figure out like, Hey, this does this, this does this. Yeah. It's an experiment. What I was going to say is these kids, as young as, let me see here, changes, uh, oh, that's a different one. That's fucked up. I'll, I'll say that one in a second. But as uh, kids as young as six months old right now are getting experimented on right now, are getting the fucking virus or getting the vaccine in trials, six months old. Can you imagine being a parent? that says here is my six month old child it has not even lived on this life for a year go ahead put that experiment in my baby yeah yeah that's holy insane. fucking shit that is so fucking insane that is so fucking evil i mean i just yeah <clears throat> can't be doing that to like for a fucking uh- virus that has like there's no chance of that killing that kid like it'll be mutated so many thousands of fucking times before like if you believe in the official narrative that virus is going to be mutated so many fucking times before it becomes an actual threat I'm reading this next article to you real fast it's a study this is from newsmedical.net news-medical.net Study of 180 breastfeeding mothers after mRNA COVID-19 vaccination, okay? This is vaccines against the severe acute respiratory syndrome or the coronavirus 2 or or SARS-CoV-2, the causative agent of COVID-19, were developed at an unprecedented rate. Okay, so to date, more than 100... A hundred, a billion vaccine doses have been administered worldwide. Okay, but let's say uh, <clears throat> what it's saying is where is it? Okay, they are finding that there's changes to the color of the milk, there is lowered milk production, and behavioral changes in the infant and irritability. So after these women have gotten the fucking vaccine, it changes the color of the breast milk. It changes the amount of breast milk that they produce. 
and it's causing irritability and changes in the infant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely doing something weird. Like, I don't believe the official narrative at all with this shit. Like, I don't think that this is just some benign thing. I don't think that it's... um, It's so creepy the way they're pushing it. Like, to me, that's the biggest thing. It's just the way that the pushing it makes me think that's like no like no no one pushes this that fits good so like, this is saying that over 85 percent of the participants reported a local or systemic symptoms for both the pfizer and moderna vaccines man it's fucked, dude. Yeah, it says the study cohort involved 180 breastfeeding women who received either one of the mRNA vaccines, Pfizer, Biotech, and it says the number, or the Moderna, blah, 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 blah. Uh, these women were enrolled uh, December 14th, 2020, through, oh, and uh, February 1st, 2021. And in the Mommy Milk Human, it says Mommy's Milk Human Milk Research biorepository at the University of California, San Diego. <clears throat> While 71.1% of the women received the Pfizer and 28.9% received the Moderna, most of them were exclusively breastfeeding their babies at the age of enrollment. Um, the average age was seven months of the babies, okay? The researcher observed that a similar number of women reported symptoms either by the vet- uh, symptoms by either vaccine brand. Notably, the fre- frequency of the symptomatic symptoms did not differ by brand. So, yeah, just fuck. So they're reporting symptoms like pain, redness, swelling, itching at injection site, women's doses. Okay, let's see here. Uh, a small portion of women experience a reduction in milk supply by up to 23% of milk supply. After the second dose... And it says the milk production returned back to normal within 72 hours. Okay, well, I mean, maybe it's not as bad as I was thinking. So the milk supply does come back. It says the team also reported uh, that women observed a change in the color, and it came back blue-green. That's fucking creepy. (laughs) The study noted that some of the behavioral changes in the children, the most common were irritability, poor sleep, significantly uh, more drowsiness, and reported that the children whose mothers received the Pfizer vaccine and all of these outcomes were non-serious. Okay. It's still, I mean, it's like, what are we doing, man? It's like... Yeah. It's fucked. I mean, okay, so I'm going to get a little doc here, but I think that we're trying to turn, I think there's a I don't want to say like anyone is like consciously doing this, but I think there's like this pull to turn us into robots. Like we're not trying to create yes. AI so much as we're just trying to turn humans into machines. So like if you think about like if you just have a hammer and you just use a hammer all the time, you're gonna develop like some muscle like overuse. You're gonna end up like your car pulse and your hand are gonna get like just abused from all the repetitive compress percussive like stress. And you're just going to, like, no matter who you give that hammer to, if they use it that much, like, they're just going to develop that kind of body. And, like, that's with any tool, right? Like, you're a chef, you cook, you got that little, like, callus under your index finger if you use a knife too much, if you play guitar. And I feel like, well, if we just put our minds in front of machines and we 
fucking just steer off into screens. Computers are going to affect our nervous system in the same way. And it's just going to kind of turn us slowly into robots. And I feel like there are people who are just trying to extend in these like hierarchies that are based upon these machines and they'll do whatever it takes. So they might not be conscious of even what they're doing, but I feel like on some level, like this is just another, like this is just another step in just trying to take away our humanity and just trying to turn us into like some automated flesh bots or something. Well, so I'll one up you. Okay. Um, so there are different groups of either conspiracy theorists or Christians, conspiracy theorists, or what have you, right. That believe in the mark of the beast and they believe in things like the antichrist and this, this thing that is going to come, that is going to try to destroy humanity. Okay. That is called the antichrist. And, uh, now I could be wrong, and I'm not. I'm not even saying that I believe this, but this is what some people are saying. But uh, I do believe in this. The second half of it. So the first half of it is saying something like maybe the Antichrist is an AI. Maybe what the Antichrist is is um, so more than it just being an AI. Think about this, okay? Let's say there are interdimensional uh, creatures, interdimensional beings that. Uh, that do uh, communicate with humans because like any conspiracy theorist theorists worth their salt or, and, or, I mean, people that are just like th- that are in the know will say that the elite are in communication with these interdimension, interdimensional beings, right? That yeah. uh, whatever the fuck they are, I don't know what they are. And like, so Christians might call whatever that is a demon uh, some people that like look at it differently might call them like lower frequency beings. Uh, other conspiracy theorists might look at that and call that a, an alien, uh, like an ultra terrestrial alien, not extraterrestrial. Uh, whatever that is. Now, what if they have been feeding techno- technological information and like and and information helping? the elites build this thing and what the AI that they're trying to bring about is this fucking like this way that this, that this creature, whatever the, or this, these beans can manifest in our dimension, our, you, you know what I'm saying? So like, like whatever, dude, AI is getting fucking nuts dude like we used to think it was it would have been impossible for a computer to beat us in checkers they fucking kill us chess they fucking kill us whatever that other weird game is that we thought they would never beat us at that actually takes like forethought knowledge and then computers sort of whooping our ass in it like computers are getting to a fucking place where it's I actually think that these crazy fucks these eugenicists are getting us like ready for transhumanism trying to get us to be like a symbiote or at least to live in a symbiosis sort of way with to manifest ourselves with the machine and i think that that's not fucking outrageous anymore like look at what the fuck elon musk is doing dude he's trying to he's doing Neuralink. And he's trying. He's saying that human trials are starting this fucking year, where you're gonna have a fucking chip in your head. 
like it's it's getting closer and closer and closer where like humans are gonna have to either merge with the machine or you're gonna fucking die like that's what they want and so maybe this fucking vaccine is the first step yeah yeah i I wish i wish i could say that you're fucking crazy man like (laughs) i wish i could say i was crazy <laughs> but, but I can't, man. And I, I, I do feel like there is something. I, it, it's really hard to like pinpoint exactly what's happening, and I think that it's beyond my understanding. It, it's maybe like beyond my comprehension to even understand. It's but, beyond my pay grade. I'm a yeah. moron. <laughs> well, not even that. But... I'm just like, like it's like trying to teach a dog algebra or something. Like it's just like it's not gonna work. But there is something to that. I think there is something about like something entering into our realm from someplace else. And I don't even know whether like it's demonic or evil, but it's something very different it's, with its own agenda. It's different with its own yeah. agenda that might not be meshing with ours. Now, right if, now you, no. if you come with, if you come from the Christian perspective and if you, I mean, dude, there's been enough people that have like literally tried to communicate with these beings and nothing ever good comes from it. Like look at, look at the elite, look at what they're trying to do. It's always anti-human. It's always like pro death. Like look at someone like Bill Gates. He's like, what, what is his fucking goal? He's like, there's too many people on this planet. We need to fucking call society. Like these, like none of these people are pro-life. Every single thing they do is like they worship death. Like it's it's fucked. These eugenicists worship death. Well, okay. So call that evil or call that good or you can or you can be like a what do you call that like a, a moral uh, <laughs> like the people that don't believe in good or evil or you know you could be a uh, yeah, it's like subjectivist. A subjectivist, or... yeah. I want to correct something that I said on maybe the last episode where I said somebody that believes in objective reality is an objectivist. An objectivist is somebody that believes in the philosophy of Ayn Rand, actually, (laughs) and they call themselves objectivists. So I'm sorry. Yes. She was pretty big into the objective reality. So I feel like. Yeah, but that is like a coin term. And I I actually love Ayn Rand. I, I read Atlas Shrugged when I was younger. And it was a fucking fabulous book. It still is a fabulous book. And she's smart as fuck. She was just cult-like. And so I have to, like, I actually had some friends who were objectivists. And then, like, they'll they'll be friendly and they'll be cool until you disagree with them on one thing. And then you're out. And I was like, wait, what? All right, well, then fuck you then. You know, they're really, like, it's religious in a weird anti-religious way. Like, I'll give you... I'm sorry. I'm going to steer this off really fast. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to talk about Murray Rothbard because Murray Rothbard actually was really good friends with Ayn Rand at one time. And because, like, they were fellow travelers on this, like, liberty, property rights, like, you know, like, this is, like, you know, like, capitalists in a positive, like, voluntary interaction. Like, this is, like, we're going to build a business that benefits everybody, and it benefits me to benefit everybody, because then I can make a profit, and I can make everything better. You know, like, if you, I don't know if you've ever read Atlas Shrugged, but it's... I tried it's, to. It's just too long. Dude, you should. It's fucking great, but I understand, because it is really long. Uh, but 
Lux, it's fucking great. I really wish, I really wish everyone would fucking read Atlas Shrugged. But I also understand why some people don't because holy shit, it like it it's took me a while. It took me a little bit. Something. Yeah, because I specifically looked for the unabridged version because I didn't want to get a fucking like edited version. I want to hear the whole fucking thing. And also, Iron's a sick bitch. Like there was like some fucking scenes in that story. I was like that like it was it was I guess it was consensual sex, but she liked that rough shit. And she was talking about like this chick getting like rough sex that I was like it was borderline rape. I was like and it hurt, but she loved it so much, and he just took her. And I was like, what What am I listening to? What the fuck is this? I was like, was this necessary? Like, what the fuck was the point of this book? Did he really just have to, like, fuck her right here, right now? Anyways, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's funny that people <laughs> it's like a... put their sexual shit in books back then. <laughs> she was a kinky bitch. Anyways, I love it. Anyways, that's fine. But what I was gonna say about uh, I'm really off the fucking rails now, but Ayn Rand... Murray Rothbard used to be homies, used to consider themselves fellow travelers. And Murray Rothbard's wife, so Murray Rothbard got married. I wish I knew his wife's name. I feel like a dick for not knowing that. She was a Christian. And Ayn Rand fucking talked to Murray and he said, she was like, your wife's irrational. And he was like, what? And he goes, no, she believes in a God. She believes that there's God. And that's irrational, and so I don't want anything to do with it. So you have one year to convert her to atheism, and you can still be a part of our group. And he was like, uh, what now? Uh, like, you're not going to let my wife believe what the fuck she wants to believe? Like, we agree with almost every fucking else, like every other thing. But my wife believes that happens to believe there's a God, and that's irrational thinking. So you're going to kick me out. So he's like, okay, well, you can suck my fucking dick and go fuck yourself, Ayn Rand. And that was the big schism between objectivists and libertarians. Yeah, Because she was such a psycho bitch. Well, and that's, like, you can't really prove there is a god. Or, like, like it, 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 You can't, dude. Can't that's a faith thing. That's a heart thing. Like, I, dude, I've gone down that whole thing because, dude, I'm a rationalist. Like, I need something. I'm, I, I'm fucking fed by logic like you can change my mind if you have logic behind you if you have a logical argument and you can show me something i will change my mind i will be like okay i you're absolutely right there's data behind that like okay i i'm 100 percent on board so like for a while i went hard atheist dude i went hard yeah. fucking atheist because you can't fucking put god on a scale you can't weigh measure you can't prove his existence but you can feel it and once you realize that like God, the world is better with God than without whatever your God is. Like, I'm not telling you to believe what I believe, but whatever you like. And when you see the world and the way it works and you feel how empty the world is without God, and then you feel his presence in your life, like it is something that you choose to believe. And that is what faith is. You have to make that choice with yourself. So it's not something that you use your logical senses. It is something that you feel with your heart. And so that is why I am a believer in Christ, because I feel his presence in my life. I feel that my life is better with him without, than without him. And you know what? I would rather die being a fool 
believing in him than without him. I don't care. He is my he's my Christ. So that's just where I'm coming from. So yes, again, it's not a logical thing. It is a heart thing. It is a faith thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something to that. Um, I don't really feel a need to define like any kind of metaphysical reality. Like I feel very much like it's beyond what I can possibly know. So I don't feel that like I don't feel a need to define anything, but I do feel like like there's something beyond all like because I went down like the atheist thing too because it doesn't make sense if there's a God, but then like it doesn't make sense if there's not a God. And it does like nothing makes sense why it exists. Like and that's the part that really freaked me out was just like something exists. Even if this if is something all a exists, then it must exist. Yeah, whatever it is, something exists. Things are too fucking perfect, Tony. Like the world and the way this works, like you can call this the Goldilocks planet and how everything fucking exists and how if you look at something like I can't remember what they call that, but like that number, whatever the fuck it is, where there's like there's eight petals on this and there's this. And because of this, this works. And and I guess, yes, all of that could be random. But that to me takes more faith than to think that there was a plan. Well, not even like a, but like, not even a plan, but like, yeah, I, I, so, and, and so am I choosing, like, will I admit that I could be wrong? Yes. I, like, because some people look at a Christian and they, they think you're crazy if you think, because you, you're dogmatic and you have these crazy fucking beliefs, but I will literally admit when I'm wrong. And well, I'll admit that I, I could be wrong. Yeah, and I think there's also just, like, I think separating what you believe from what you know, from what you feel, from what you think, and those are all very different categories to me, at least. So if you're saying, like, you know something that you can't possibly know, I'm like, well, are you, but, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, like the whole existence is a fucking mystery. I don't know why this, why matter exists, why this consciousness, why this anything, so... I'm all open to everything. Like, yeah, it's irrational because at some point, like, it, it's not rational that you exist. It's like, mm. there should be nothing. Like, that would be like, nothing can come from nothing. That's the way that things work. So something had to break that cycle at some point, and that had to be so far away from our rationality. Well, that- I mean, dude, honestly, that that little jump, like, that you just said takes more faith than anything else because uh, they call it the big boom or they call it the like what like when did nothing big bang whatever when did nothing literally nothing turn into a single-celled organism how did that happen how did that first you know if if literally nothing came from nothing like to me that is just as much of a religious statement than me saying that or me believing that like we all live on a turtle's back and you know what i'm saying like all of that it's like yeah 100 so to me i i choose what i believe because maybe this is the way that i was raised and so this is a cultural like a choice for me because this is like how i was raised and maybe even brainwashed right but 
to me, Christ is real and I can feel him in my life and I can feel him in everything that I do. And it makes me a better person and faith, uh, you know, it, it gives me an optimism that maybe other people don't have because I know that I have a lot of friends that are just hardcore atheists that are just like hardcore philosopher majors that are like, dude, if, if you really just go down that dark path or not even necessarily dark path, but you just go down that path where you just, it's all in the mind. Everything is what we can, uh, you know, figure out here, there, the other, we can weigh, measure everything and nothing else is real. Then what you are left with is that I guess we're just talking sentient monkeys somehow that are on a rock flying a billion miles through space and we're all alone. And nothing means nothing and it doesn't fucking matter. And I might as well die because nothing that I do is important because it doesn't mean anything anyways. Well, I think it limits you to your senses and what you can think and what you can process through your own body. And then when you go, wait a minute, there is something, there is more than what I can actually take in. And that gives us possibilities. There is a hope there. So, and it's also, uh, there's also terrifying realities with that too, man. Like it goes both ways, but the world definitely becomes less boring for sure. And we're in some pretty fucking weird time, so. <laughs> uh, uh, so the last thing I want to talk on, because, dude, we're getting really close to two hours. Yeah, and my like battery's a little low, so <laughs> I think. Um... Uh, last thing I want to touch on is something that I'm not 100% sure about, but we should talk about. It is called vaccine shedding. Have you heard anything about this? Yes, I've been. Um... I've been hearing a lot about it. I know some people that don't want to be around vaccinated people anymore because yeah. they're feeling some stuff. And see, I don't know what I would do because I absolutely have to work around people that every single person that I work around is fucking vaccinated. Yeah, but I too. found this. I'm listening to this website, or I found a website with this article talking about scientists are working on vaccines that spread like a disease. What could possibly go wrong? Question mark. <laughs> right. So it says self-spreading vaccines have some of their roots um, in efforts to reduce pest populations. So Australian researchers have described a virtual or virtually spread immuno, uh, contraption, uh, so which hijacked the immune systems of infected animals, in this case, non-native mouse species in Australia, and prevented them from fertilizing offspring. So this is like, in reality, what they have already done, where scientists will admit that they've done so it says perhaps it would be used in two-legged pests so as of self-spreading vaccines could indeed entail serious risk and the prospect of using them raises challenging questions so who decides who decides for instance when and where a vaccine should be released once released scientists are no longer in control of the virus it could mutate as viruses naturally do it could jump species it will cross borders and it will be it will have unexpected outcomes and unintended consequences there always are so it's just talking about self-spreading vaccines are essentially genetically engineered viruses designed to move through populations in the same way as infectious diseases but rather than causing disease they confer protection built on the cases uh, cases of a benign virus uh the virus has genetic material from a pathogen added to them 
that stimulates the creation of antibodies of the of or white blood cells in the infected hosts. So the principal security concern is that the that of dual use in essence that means that the same research that is used to develop a self-spreading vaccine to prevent disease could be used to deliberately cause harm or you could for instance engineer triggers into a virus that causes the immune system failures in infected people or animals a bit like hiv naturally does or you could create triggers in a virus that causes a harmful autoimmune response where the body starts attacking its own natural healthy cells and tissues. So the bioweapon question, while researchers may intend to make uh, self-spreading vaccines, others could repurpose their science and develop biological weapons, such as a self-spreading weapon may provide uncontrollable, maybe uh, prove uncontrollable and irreversible. That's Uh. fucked. And holy shit. <laughs> yeah, way to bring it back down to the fucking... <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Like, yeah, so... I didn't know that they were um, already experimenting with... I thought the spreading was kind of um, a fluke or maybe just something that was happening. I didn't know that they've already engineered stuff like that in mice. So that's yep. really fucking fascinating. That no, it exists, man. Yeah, they've did, they've done it in a few different places. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, of course, because like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that, right? Why would why would you just like? And you know, here's a fucked up part. There's no fucking way that they came up with all of this technology in the last fucking nine months or whatever. No, they've been working on this fucking shit for fucking a long time whenever you hear about some new technological advancement be sure that it has been around it has been tested it has been proved at least for a decade and at least yeah like i don't think you should take any fucking drugs that haven't been around for like a thousand years unless like you're dying or something if you die and do whatever but like if you're healthy, just and you know it's really interesting that the last four years we've been so preoccupied with one narrative going on in the world. So we've been distracted, and we're we're fighting over like some stupid fucking orange guy, and like whether or not he's a Nazi or not. And meanwhile, like this shit's going on, so. All right, homie. Let's yeah. uh, let's uh, wrap this fucker up. What are what are some last final thoughts that you want to tell the audience? Let's summarize this bitch. <laughs> <We're fine>. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Louis C.K. masturbating and woke ideology and fucking white supremacy, and then we've also talked about vaccine passports and fucking vaccine shedding and all kinds of crazy bullshit. What makes sense of it, Tony? I think we should have um, Louis C.K. jerk off on all the vaccinated people to stop the shedding. God damn, you're a genius, my friend. We also have to figure out that. (laughs) We also have to figure out what what those NFTs. We need to fucking figure out those NFTs for Mars. Oh, yes, yes. And then we have to figure out if we are actually uh, 
uh, residents and or citizens of Scotland. So, and what we can do with that. All right. Uh, let's leave the audience with uh, be safe, uh, have courage, uh, hang out with like-minded people, make sure that you're developing a community. Uh, we love you. Don't get the vaccine unless you absolutely have to. I mean, make that decision for yourself. I'm not telling you because I'm not a fucking doctor, but really think about it first. Neither for is God's Bill. Sakes, don't let your six-month-old fucking take it. Yeah. And maybe right. stay away from assholes that already have it because maybe they're shedding on you and we don't know it. I'll uh, see you um, next week. Yeah, brother. Yeah, right. I, are we going to figure out it is going to be Saturday. Are we going to do it early? Are we going to try to do it there? I don't think there's there's uh, internet there, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure. Yeah, we can split this episode up or something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll I mean, figure. it would be cool as shit to do. At, at least maybe we should do the episode Sunday after the event, and because I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about, and we'll have probably met some cool people, and maybe we'll have some people for a guest. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out there. We'll know what to do. All right, brother. It was All a right, good talk. Thanks, brother. Peace. Thanks,